Fringe Fanatics. I am Chris Zane. And I am Chad Lee. Thanks for tuning in. Yes, indeed. Thank you for tuning in. And as always, each and every week, if you haven't yet, please go like, share, subscribe, and follow us on all things social media. And make sure, whatever you're watching or listening to us on, to hit that subscribe button and rate us five stars. So, mm-hmm. Indeed. Thank you, guys. Uh, Chad, how have you been, man? I've been pretty good, man. Nice. Yeah, That's doing all right. That's great. Yeah. Um, yeah, so last weekend we went to uh, Don's and we watched the Chiefs game on Saturday. It was a damn good time, man. Yeah. Yeah. Lose. You guys won. Yeah. Yeah. It, was nice. it got pretty rowdy because uh, we've been through a lot of low points throughout the season. So it was pretty cool. There was a really good setup. Like people really – like you went to Don's for a playoff game a long time yep. ago. It was just as bad, dude. It was super crowded. There was a good spread where somebody like made a stadium of cookies and then as the scoreboard – put their phone up and on their phone they were replaying the Chiefs 49ers Super Bowl. Oh nice. Yeah, pretty clever. That was cool. That, that is pretty cool. I did see that little uh uh stadium. That was pretty cool. Yeah. Someone yeah. put that some was a good time idea. into that. And Don's ordered like three hundred wings from B dubs, so nice. Yeah, feasted on some wings Friday night and Saturday. Dude, so. you got a double dose of wings? I love buffalo wings, man. You're nuts. I do love them, too. Although, the last few times I've gone to Buffalo Wild Wings, have not been happy. See, that's what's crazy, is like we went Friday night to State House over here, mm-hmm. and then I asked for mango habanero. Mango habanero is the shit, dude. It is. You remember Fire on the Mountains mango habanero? They mm-hmm. had raspberry habanero. That's what it was. Oh, yeah. But like when you get that fruity and then the spicy mix, it's so good. But a State House, like, you don't taste... Any anything. It was just regular buffalo. I was like, what the hell? This doesn't taste any different. Then I had those at Dawn's and I'm like, damn, this is mango habanero. My fucking mouth was yeah, sizzling. Bu- buffalo dude. Wild Wings mango habanero. I do love the flavor, but like They're once hot. you get like three, four wings in, you're like, Oh, I am hurting right yeah, now. That's all it took. <laughs> I got three. Yeah, that's good. You'll have like, to try Statehouse one of these I'm days. Suffering. We'll have to go to one of these times. They have really good buffalo wings. Nice. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But uh, yeah, other than that, we just chilled Sunday and uh, watched a lot of football and everything. What about cool. you? Um, Saturday we went and ate with my parents at, uh, Prost Brewery. It's well, up in, uh, yeah. Thornton. Oh, is there another one? There, There's one right across the stadium, I thought, right? Uh, yeah. Oh, it's are, like in the Highlands, I think is where it's at. Yeah, this one, I guess, is, uh, it's newer. It's right up, uh, off 104th and I-25. Oh, wow. But yeah, we got some, like, uh, sausages and... Some German food. Yeah. Fuck I got, yeah. Uh, schnitzel. I had a little schnitzel. Yeah, I bet you did. Yeah. <laughs> but did you yeah, get a dark was, beer? Uh, no. Yeah. I didn't have a beer dry. Oh, that's yeah. right. Yeah. yeah, good for you, man. So it is what it is. What's your dad think of that? He's what it, whatever. That's cool, man. Yeah. yeah. Mad respect. Word. So yeah, that was pretty cool. And then, um, oh, Saturday we also recorded, uh, we started recording a little bit of a demo or getting demos ready to go record our album. So we were doing that over at Andrew's house. So that was oh, nice. Cool. Is that that reel that I saw? Was that where no, that was at? that was weird. That's our practice. Okay, place I thought downtown. so. Yeah. yeah, cool. So that was pretty cool. And oh, then yeah, man. Uh, Sunday, what happened Sunday? I don't think too much. Oh, yeah. I took Meryl to uh, the market, and then oh, I just yeah. went home and watched the Nuggets and some 
football and then uh we ended up going over to one of the uh magic maker market people's houses for uh little surprise birthday party action sounds like a good time yeah so that was pretty cool fuck yeah dude yep Hell yeah. So, uh, and that brings us up to now because we see each other at work. So, yeah, that's really, true. we just talk about the time when we don't see each other. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> I keep it all. Oh, and we got to mention you are now in the championship. Oh, um, yeah. The DraftKings. I didn't want to. I didn't want to jinx anything, but uh, since well, you did it. Uh, well, it was me at least. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. My uncle got me in that uh, DraftKings Fantasy League where it's like 32 teams. You each play, you like you take on that team, like the Eagles, and I'm the Commanders, and yeah, you go throughout the whole season. That's why it's like still playing fantasy this time of year because I'm picking the line, the lineups for these playoff games. There's only eight, uh, four games this weekend, so yeah. So I, I do wonder pickings. how that's gonna work because yeah, it's like you guys yeah. are gonna end up drafting probably a lot of the same guys. Yeah, that's how it works. That last week he had like four of the same players. I think it was yeah. so well, got real lucky on that factor. But well, good luck to you, sir. Thank you. I appreciate it, man. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it is episode, episode 68. sixty-eight. Yes. Yeah. Um, and it is Tuesday, January sixteenth. Is the day before my birthday. If I throw that out there, I'm I was going to the big yep. three-seven tomorrow. Thirty-seven. That's years a big one, man. Of age. Thirty-seven. Uh, You're halfway there. Pretty much almost 40 now. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) But I'll be there soon, the way the years are going. So, um, But yeah, uh, episode 68. Um, As always, we are doing a little bit of a dedication each episode to the best athlete to wear that episode's corresponding number. And this week, it is Yamir Yager. No question Uh, on this one, man. Yeah, he is one of the best. Uh, Still playing hockey, uh, amazingly, but he played for the Penguins the Capitals, the Rangers, the Flyers, the Stars, the Bruins, the New Jersey Devils, the Panthers, and the Calgary Flames. Uh, He was the captain of the Penguins and the Rangers between 1990 and 2008. Um, After leaving the Rangers in 2008, he played three seasons in the KHL, and then he came back to the NHL in 2011 with the Flyers and remained in the league for seven more years um, before being assigned by the Flames in 2018 to HC Cladno. He's played 36 professional seasons, Jeez. over 2,000 professional <laughs> games. He's had the longest playing career in professional ice hockey history. He's the most productive European player who's ever played in the NHL and is widely regarded as one of the greatest players of all time. Yeah, a lot of people put him up there as maybe second or third. You got Bobby Orr, Gretzky, and then Yager. He's second most in points in NHL history. Uh, yeah, at age 45, he was the oldest player in the NHL. He's almost like you call him the Cal Ripken of hockey. Basically, yeah, yeah. which is pretty wild. He, and he did win, um, I believe he won the Stanley Cup, was it with the Penguins? Did he? I thought so. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe yeah. I made that up. Let me see here. Hold on. Hold on. Hold, hold, hold. There's so much to get through in his life. <laughs> yeah, he's got some hard hard words to pronounce, too, being from Czech Republic. Yeah, that'll throw you started for a loop. skating at age three. Goddamn. Oh, uh, yeah, they won back-to-back Stanley Cups in 91 and 92 on the Penguins. So oh, cool. He is one of the youngest players of the time in NHL history at age 20 to score a goal in the Stanley Cup Finals. Would so. you say that was 91 and 92? 91 and 92. Yeah, that's what I thought. That was with uh, Lemieux, who we just talked yeah. about a few episodes yeah. ago. Yeah, with two. Yeah, was it two episodes ago? <laughs> yep. yeah. Dude, we're, we're getting up there, man. 68, you know, yeah. it's like we're just getting kind of close to 100. We're getting there, not, dude. Not too I far mean, away. thirty more weeks, but you know, right around the corner. It's still a ways, but you know, 
We'll be there sooner than we think. We'll have some balloons for that one. Yeah, we'll uh, shoot off uh, those uh, crazy uh, popper confetti cannon things. I was going to say Roman candles, but that works too. That's cool. Hell yeah. I watched a video this week of some idiot kid inside of a car holding like a handful <laughs> of Roman candles and he lights them all. On the where the fuse is, which yeah. is where the things shoot out. Oh no! And he's holding them with the fuses down in out of the sunroof, and then they're it like, just, "No, you got to hold them out. You got to hold them out." So then he just holds it higher, and <laughs> then they just start shooting into the car. Holy like, shit! Did the car catch on fire? I don't know. They didn't show that. Oh stuff, damn! But you never see if they live or not. Yeah, that's always your. Like, no. Did he live or die? Probably died. on Twitter. I usually will go down the rabbit hole of like checking the comments yeah. to usually see if there's like someone who's like, "Oh my god, this guy did actually die," or you know, he's like, "He lived." Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I don't I, know. I how need he to did, know. But he yeah, did. yeah. Sometimes you never know. Kills the cat and my free time. So. <laughs> <laughs> that's but, how we, that's yeah. what we do in this winter time right now. Yeah, exactly. I'm gonna scroll the phone. Yep. Uh, it is time though to get into headlines. Let's do it. Your headlines here. That's right. Uh, we're doing things a little bit differently this week since it's just the uh, wild card round and we only have the playoffs to worry about. We're going to just touch on the injuries of the players that are continuing on. So we'll touch on those when we run down um, basically like a deep dive of each game this week yep. um, for the second half of the show. But we are still getting into the NFL to start out headlines and we're going to hear a little bit of. This one. Damn. Yeah, he got hit with a left hook by his own guy. He was looking at his ear hole for a minute. God this isn't damn. a good sign. Yeah, you okay? No, am I hurt already? Your partner knocked your head off. <laughs> partner near knocked your head off. Uh, so in the NFL this week, there was some news. Um, and some just happened actually uh, after the game last night as Jason Kelsey retires. Yeah. Kind of a sad one here. Yeah. He's a good dude. Yeah, very good dude. Six-round pick by the Eagles in 2011. Played his entire career in Philly. 13 Super seasons. Super Bowl champ. Seven-time Pro Bowler. Six-time All-Pro. Only the fifth center wow. in history with at least six All-Pro selections behind Jim Otto. Bulldog Turner. Great football name, Bulldog Turner. That's incredible. <laughs> we don't. We need more names. Like yeah. Uh, Dermani Dawson and Jim Ringo, all of which are enshrined in the Hall of Fame. Um, I did see, I think he has the third best uh, pass blocking rating by a center in the NFL wow. and the first um, overall run blocking rating. Oh, wow. Damn. So, I mean, I, I, I could totally believe I also it. saw I saw something that he didn't miss a game. Yeah, I think uh, maybe uh, – I'm not sure how long the streak was, but, I mean, it, I know it went on for a while. Um because I know it was like last year, I think it was, where they had already clinched up the one seat, and he went in there for his one snap. And oh, then came out. he last missed a game in 2014 as a result of a sports hernia. Yeah. He played in 157 consecutive games following his return from that. Yep. So he hasn't missed a game since. That's crazy, man, especially at center, especially now with the last couple of years doing the tush push to stay healthy. Yep. with. And there was somebody that was asking him, like, what – he hates most and he said it was a tush push and they asked him like what is he like what does he hate about and he's like just every time i snap the ball i basically yell fuck my life (laughs) and then just gets piled on by everybody totally piled on man (laughs) yeah i'm really 
happy for him to retire. If nobody's watched it, they should watch Kelsey on Prime. Uh, I know you're not that much of a Travis Kelsey fan, but obviously it focuses on Jason. And it gives such an in-depth look into just uh, offensive linemen's life as an NFL player because they go through so much so they take so much beating and you hear his wife just say like I'm ready for him to retire when he can like still play on the ground with the kids and stuff like that and like that just like really yeah, you're not just like a cripple <laughs> yeah pulls on your hearts and stuff like that cuz you see how he pours himself out there on the field and then also you see in this documentary where like his wife still had to pay for their fucking Super Bowl tickets for their family and their oh, kids. Oh, for their and kid, like, yeah. <laughs> the ratings are jumping up because of the Kelsey Bowl, and you're still making the family pay for tickets. Like, it's so dumb. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they, they got to make money on that, you know. Yeah. But bad respect to him, man. He, he's a good dude. I, I love listening to his podcast. So I, I, I think I have a hunch because he's already got a partnership with Prime and stuff like that. Then maybe Al Michaels will move on, or Herb Street. Either one of those guys, and then they'll he'll take over for the Thursday night role. Yeah, maybe we'll see. I, yeah, I could definitely see him doing either that or like you know a pre or post game show I or something so. like that. Yeah, um, but yeah, he's definitely going to move on, and and their podcast alone is probably making them pretty decent money. Number right one on now, Apple, so yeah, um, just uh, just above us. Yeah, we're just right there <laughs> behind. It's them, Club Shay Shay. Than Fringe Fanatic yep. Sports Podcast. We need to get Cat so. Williams on. That's what we need to do, man. <laughs> <laughs> get Cat Williams. Call him up. Everything is fixed. Tell everything, Cat. Yeah, you will blow up. Yep. <laughs> um, so you want to take us to the next one, Mr. Chad? Yeah, the Saints fired their offensive coordinator. Yeah, Mr. Pete Carmichael Jr. Yeah. I'll, I'll tell you, man. I saw firsthand where I had Camara in a couple leagues this year, and this guy really deserves to get fired because they were able to move that ball sometimes this year. But, man... They would stumble and fall short of the, I don't know what the red zone percentage ended up being or where they ranked in the league, but it had to have fallen like 25th or below. Uh, yeah, and then they also fire um, a senior offensive assistant, Bob Nickel, and receivers coach, Cody Burns. So uh, the offensive guys are definitely getting scapegoated with uh, Dennis Allen this year. Mm-hmm. He's like he's going to keep his job. So yeah. somebody's got to go, unfortunately. Sounds like uh, throwing him out in front of the bus. Is yeah, what he's doing. right under it. However you yeah. want to look at it. In front, under, either way, they're getting killed. Yeah. Uh, Speaking of getting killed. To where are we going? Bill Belichick oh, yeah, interviewed yeah. with the Falcons. Oh, excuse me. Let me get that straight. Bill Belichick interviewed the Falcons. For <laughs> yeah, that that's job. basically that's what's probably happening. what happens. He's going in there and he's showing them all of his rings and the yeah. Super Bowl trophies, and he's like, "What are you going to give me? Yeah. <laughs> what, what do I what, need to answer? What can I get? Any questions? <laughs> yeah. I saw this really funny meme that was like, you know, a typical question you get asked, uh, like in any interview. And it just shows him sitting there, like, drinking and just chilling. And they ask him, so can you give us a specific time when you were counted out against the odds and then you were able to, like, come back and surprise everybody? Speaking of, like, the 2023 yeah. game, you know, it's just like – I probably, like, butcher, but it went somewhere like that. And it's just like, damn, like, it, there's nothing he could say that it would be like, okay, you wouldn't be you fit for the job. Yeah, yeah. And uh, did you see where the Pats were going to let his kids stay and coach? I saw where uh, – apparently because Jared Mayo is, like, really good friends with Steve. Yeah, you know, he played. Well, speaking of which, that's the other news. Gerard Mayo now yep. is the head coach well of the, Patriot, that. the Patriots. Yep. Um, so but yeah, I think he's going to keep on Steve Belichick and that mullet. 
He's got a badass mullet. Like it's a, it's badass a power mullet. mullet. Yep. It's a power mullet. You wonder how many times Bill's told him, just fucking cut that guy. <laughs> no, Dad. <laughs> I love my mullet, Dad. I need to be different than you. <laughs> uh, also, Mr. Jim Harbaugh interviews with the Chargers. I don't like these news. Uh, yeah. It's but gonna, you don't either. No, it's not going to be very fun if he does come to the Chargers, which did seem to be one of the more likely candidates to hire him. I also think they're probably going to interview Bill Belichick as well. Uh, and we Could. are, we all are still waiting to see what happens with um, Philly. I could see that being a very um, enticing job if Sirianni does get fired after one of the biggest collapses in probably NFL history. You mean it for Jim Harbaugh? Or either of them. Yeah, I could see that. Philly, um, you got, I mean, the only thing it does he, That's suck. like a... Kelsey's going to retire. There's also speculation Dude, Lane Johnson's going to retire. Lane Johnson, Fletcher Cox. So I mean, that whole offensive line. That was shot. their last dance. Yeah. That was their last dance. There's no doubt about it. They showed it right towards the end of that game. And last night I was like, God damn, this is kind of sad. Yeah, yeah, Kelsey's crying and stuff. Uh, and they lost well. their six out of their last seven games. Yeah. Just crazy. Dude. Such a downfall. Went from... Uh, Odds on favorites to win the Super Bowl with the odds on favorite to win MVP to bounce in the first round. Yep. Then <laughs> pretty As much like, what blown were they, out. They the were the uh, – what were they? At the beginning of the season? No, they were the fifth seed. They went from the one seed to the fifth seed. Yeah. That's crazy, man. It's just sad, dude. What a uh, what a terrible downfall. I th- and I, you know, a lot of people can criticize that, oh, Sirianni got him the Super Bowl a couple years ago. But, you know, my argument to that is like, you know, what they were bringing up last night is they blitzed Jalen Hurts like nonstop. They had 11 free rushers come through throughout the whole night. I mean, that's how yeah. many guys they got through untouched. And instead of trying like what most coaches do, all right, let's get in. Let's do 12 personnel. We need someone in here to chip. Like we're getting yeah pump pummeled. No. You know, Sirianna's stubborn, and then you just see the result where Dallas Goddard just cusses out Jalen Hurts on the sideline. Yeah. yeah. No, dude, I told everybody, he was telling them that That's we go live at 6 p.m. every Tuesday night. And so. we are. We're live. <laughs> we are live. And okay. if you notice, we are reacting to things off of the screen or off camera. Um, we are watching the Nuggets take on the uh, 76ers. We got as, a busy night tonight. Yeah, we got the Nuggets playing right now. We got the Avs playing right now. Tied 2-2. Two, two, two. Two. Yep. And uh, then Nugs are up 55-53. to 53. Is that what it yeah, is? Yeah, right it's Pretty close game. And then for me, I got the Jayhawks playing at 7. 57, 53 nugs. Yeah. Okay. Jayhawks at 7. It's busy night. Busy night. Busy night. Always always something going on. That must mean we continue on. Uh, I got one other thing. I also have one other thing, so go for it. Well, we're going to stay in the AFC West where Max Crosby is putting his foot down. He's saying if the Mark Davis doesn't hire Antonio Pierce, then he's going to demand a trade. Yeah, there was a couple other guys that came out and basically said, like, um, they we're going to be pretty pissed if you don't hire this yeah, guy. They so. love playing for that guy. A lot of people kind of criticize him for let him smoke cigars in the locker room. So Yeah, and that cool. was in the Chiefs locker room, too, yeah. so it's kind of rude. Yeah, well, but, you know, I hope it so still of course they smells like, like that. He's like the cool substitute teacher that comes in. <laughs> Let do what do you whatever. want. Yeah. You get an extra five. <laughs> you always knew it was going to be a good day when they rolled in the cart with the TV. Yep. Like, yes. Can't believe that used to be a thing. A yes. TV on a cart. Hell yeah. Plug yep. in that VCR. Let's watch a movie. That's when we watched Osmosis Jones one time was with the sub. Oh, nice. Pretty weird movie. Did you take that business class in uh, Art Institute with that guy who used to be... 
Was he like a lawyer? Or yeah, um, it was. It wasn't a business class. It was a copy and infringement like uh, class, basically all about all like copy infringement. Yeah. Did he make you watch um, uh, Devil Wears Prada? No, dude. I had him for a class and we watched Devil Wears Devil Wears Prada. Are you for real? Yeah, and it was. He must like, have been feeling lazy, dude. No, it was like we had to like write about it. Like it, I think it was a business class I had him for. Maybe it was a different type of class. It yeah. might have been, but yeah. Yeah, because what he covered with us was like copyright infringement owners and shit like that. Yeah, we watched Devil, Wear, Devil that Wears Prada. That guy was intense, man. He was this he like, was. big, powerful black man with a bolo tie. Yeah, he didn't mess around. And I was like, man, yeah. he probably wins in court. He pulls briefcase out. Yep. Anyways, we digress. Yep. Uh, one last thing. Um, there was a lot of speculation after the Steelers lost um, pretty handily to the Bills as to whether or not Mike Tomlin would be back um, in the press conference after the game, the old post-game presser. Um, the final question asked to Mike Tomlin was by a reporter, and she asked him, um, with you having one year left on your contract, and he had already started walking off and just told Totally ignored her question. Yep. Uh, he then today confirms to the Steelers that he will be back for the final year of his contract and he will be coaching in 2024. So, yeah, you know, I think they should give him another shot. He's had, you know, still never a, a losing season. Yeah. But, you know, a, a good argument to that is, you know, you shouldn't, that shouldn't be your goal. That shouldn't be the where the bar is set at because they, I didn't realize and until I listened to it. Get him a quarterback. Yeah, uh, they've lost five straight playoff games, man. Yeah. yeah. The last time they won one was against the Chiefs, 2016. Those rascals. How dare they Big do that ben. to the Chiefs? Look at Julius Irving. Dude, I cannot Dr. believe. J. He doesn't look his age at all. He doesn't. He he's pretty he's aging good. pretty good. But as they yep. say, black don't crack. Well, he is a doctor, too. That's true. So he's He has all the best. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right. You want to cover some NBA? <laughs> Yeah, let's do it. Uh, let's get to it. Take it roll! Take it roll! As we watch the NBA. That's what I'm talking about. Oh, yeah. It's a close game here. Oh, nice oh there it is. Oh! oh. Ooh, that was a nice little swat on the pass. Come on. I'm burning. I'm burning up. I'm burning. My legs are burning. Uh, as we move into the NBA uh, news on the All-Star Game front, the Clippers will host the 2026 All-Star Game, and that will be in their newly finished Intuit Dome Arena. Um, so, yeah, their new uh, arena is in the process of being built, and uh, one of its first major um, events after it starts hosting their basketball games will be the 2026 All-Star Game. Uh, as this year, the Pacers will be hosting the All-Star Game, which is next month. And then the next year in 2025, it will be in Golden State's Chase Arena. Mm-hmm. So did you see little... what the Indianapolis airport did? Uh, they have a full uh, basketball court. Are they in letting the people play there though? Because the pictures I, I saw, they didn't have any. I would. It would be hard for me not to go play. Yeah, they yeah. probably get mad if people are in there like squeaky shoes. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, in an airport, it probably make people tense, but it's still still pretty cool. Um, yeah, I don't know if I was waiting for a flight or on like a layover, and you just hear like, doom, 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 doom. yeah, everybody's already in a bad mood in the airport. Yeah. They don't want to hear that. No, definitely. All right. Not. Well, let's talk about the Warriors still sucking. Yep. Draymond Green. Jeez. I know I'm bumping the mic. 
Uh, Draymond Green returned from his suspension last night. Um, we're going to start taking bets. If you guys want to comment on Twitch or anything like that on how many games he's going to last before he gets suspended again, I've got it at 12. Yeah, what he'll make you? it for a little while. He might make it through the All-Star break, but uh, he'll probably get suspended again. I would not doubt it. Probably this time forever. They'll probably just bar him for life. So Kick him out of the country. <laughs> yeah, and he didn't do much for them in that return as they lose to the Grizzlies 116-1. to and it should be mentioned that five out of the six, uh, you know, four out of the five starters for the Grizzlies were out too. Well, well, and yeah, even more reason why they should have won. Yep, exactly. <laughs> that just makes it that much more embarrassing. Yeah, and Jaws gone, so yeah, <coughs> uh, they should he sh- they should have won. Mm-hmm. He should have done more. Yeah. Uh, what else do you have? Do you got anything else? Well, I want to talk on Dame Lillard because um, Dame time, dude. He's He's clutch, man. He's just so fucking clutch when it comes to game winners. I didn't catch how many uh, this made, but uh, let me get to it. A couple nights ago, he hit a game winner against the Kings in overtime uh, with just three like three or four seconds left, hit a three-pointer, and he only had 29 points on the game, but the, th- the last three came at the most important time. And crazy enough, this is the 15th straight win the Bucks have against the Kings. They're totally dominating. That is pretty wild. Yeah. It's almost like that Clippers streak against uh, the Lakers. But um, another crazy thing from this game, uh, 10th triple-double by Sabonis. And now that only puts him two behind Jokic for the season. What a rascal, dude. Jokic needs to start uh, getting that 10th assist because he's always like one shy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the old uh, Sambor, Sambor double-double. Double. That's right. Uh, also, when he hit that uh, three-pointer to win that game, he became just the fifth player in the NBA history to knock down 2,500 career three-pointers. So, Damn. Uh, he's really good at going deep. Yeah, the Bucks have been struggling, though. They, they've been kind of up and down, hot and cold. So this is a good win for them. We'll have to pay attention to see how they're going to keep going that, yep. that's all i got for the nba he's got 60 more to get to reggie miller wow and then St- St- stephen curry's got 3554 outer space dude. yeah not even fair <laughs> look and getting crazy. mad oh, they're man. finally calling fouls on him and letting Jokic go to the line good they're your temper tantrum what a rascal um, all right, well, let's uh, touch on... Look, they made him bleed. Oh, they cut you, Jokic. You don't make me bleed my own blood. Let's see what he did. I told you, dude, everybody see, grows oh, out their dude, nails. See, he cut him right there with his fingernails. Uh, that looked like a knife to me, man. I don't I know what... I think he shanked him. Yep. That's a shank. Someone needs to pat him down. Oh, my goodness. Jesus. Jokic is bleeding out. Dude, he's got scars all over his body. Look, he's got one on his wrist. Yep. They're putting one on his... He's going to have one on his hand it Looks like now. he plays basketball against Bobcats. Good Lord. Jesus. All right, let's touch on the top three teams in each conference real quick and let you know how they're doing. We'll Please, start dude. in the Eastern Conference. The Boston Celtics are handily in first place with 31 wins, nine losses. Um, they have won seven of uh, their last ten. So the Damn. Celtics are rolling, as a lot of people have them uh Basically, they're favorites to win uh, the NBA championship, mm-hmm. for sure being there in the finals. So uh, Celtics are continuing to roll as they have the last couple of years. Uh, do you want to talk about the Bucks, Chad? Yep, the Bucks three games back at 28-12. and 12. Like we just mentioned, they just beat the uh, Kings the other night. Um, 
And right behind them, we got the 76ers who we're watching tonight. They're five games back from the Celtics. Yeah. Yep. And they are five and five in their last 10 games. So they've been a little hot and cold as well. Yeah. So uh, we'll see if they can pull it out tonight. We hope that they don't. Yeah, Um, we don't. They are favored to win this game, I believe. Oh, but MPJ with that three. You guys are going to have to excuse the enthusiasm. This is a big game for the Nuggets. All right. Well. Let us move in to the Western Conference. Uh, in first place, we have the Minnesota Timberwolves, who, um, if you guys know, um, our former, uh, what would you be called? What are you getting at? Uh, the Nuggets GM. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, I can't think of his shit, name right now. What's his name? He went over there, and now look at him. They well, are they're also owned by A-Rod, too. Alex Rodriguez. Him, dude. Uh, but anyways, the Minnesota Timberwolves are uh, in first place in the Western Conference with 28 wins, 11 losses. They have won six of their last 10. Um, they're on a two-game win streak. Um, the Oklahoma City Thunder, uh, the darlings of the NBA right now, in second place, uh, 27 wins, 12 losses. Um, they have won seven of their last 10, but they are on a one-game losing streak. And then in third place, you have the reigning champions, mm-hmm. the Denver Nuggets, um, sitting, uh, what are they? Well, they're technically, they've played more games, which is unfair. They're 28 and 13. Yeah. Uh, they have won seven of their last three. They're on a two-game win streak, um, but they do have those two uh, losses over crazy. the Wolves. They're in the top three. It's really tight. Uh, eat the Thunder and Nuggets are only one game back. So Also surprising, the Clippers in fourth. Uh, yeah. I mean, they're four games back of the Nuggets, but still, um, with the way the Clippers started and with the trade and everything, for them to be where they are is surprising as they have turned things around. Dude, this game is going to be like 80 points at halftime. Like, I mean, it's going to be, be at least be 70. Like 70 for sure. Yeah, right I'm now, glad I took the got over. Three minutes and 47 seconds left. Denver is up 63 to 62 on Philadelphia. That's a high scoring uh, game. a high scoring game. Yeah. Yep. It's been a lot of uh, just paint, just points in the paint. I took the over at 233 because I had a feeling. You might I get like, there. This, yeah, they better. They're just going to keep you need going. that money, dude. Um, speaking of the Clippers, money, though, dude. and betting, I took the Thunder. To beat the Clippers tonight in uh, L.A. They were underdogs at plus 198. Yeah, I could see him doing it. Yep. Uh, but we'll see how that... Would you, oh, what time does that start? Probably 8 o'clock? Yeah, probably 8 o'clock, I'd Damn imagine. Them. Yeah. All right. Well, you got anything else in the NBA? Nope, that's it. All right. Then it's time for the NHL. Let's do it. And it's fitting um, that this... Uh, Goal horn is from the Avalanche, as both of my stories touch on the Avalanche. Um, what's, what do you? You got the about? score pulled up too, man. God damn, dude, they are giving away so many goals this year. Uh, well, they've got their uh, second string goalie. Or, oh, is that what they're doing tonight? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, it is now four, four to, to two. two. Damn it! Very unfortunate. That is a bummer. Um, yeah. So. Um, Mark Andre Fleury, uh, one of the um, most tenured goaltenders in the NHL at the moment, um, got his uh, 552nd win 
And he now sits alone at number two in all-time wins, passing former Avalanche goalie Patrick Waugh. Wow. So that's a whole lot of wins. Quite an achievement there. Yeah, definitely. So uh, hats off to him for uh, getting all them damn wins. And uh, there is a possibility, well, I think it might be a good thing to try and trade uh, the Wild for him to get some goalie help because yeah, they need it. Um, they have need it bad. So um, that would be my little tidbit if I was a GM. In yeah, the they're giving NHL, up. So. I don't know what the numbers are, but it's got to be close it's, to four games, three point eight maybe. Yeah, probably <laughs> three and a half, if you will. You know. Yep. You know, if you want to give them that little halfer. Um, what do you got, Chad? You got something for the uh, NHL? That dude for the Knights, Eichel. He's yeah. gonna have surgery and gonna be out for the foreseeable future. No, no, oh yeah, lower body. We always yeah. We know it's the old lower body. Just in this general direction. Oh, they say he's week to week, so it wasn't too bad. It must be you know they probably cleaned up his knee or yeah, something, something like that. Some minor. Um, but yeah, Jack Eichel uh, hurt in the two-one overtime victory against the Bruins. Left the game in the second period, uh, and now he is out uh, week to week. So we'll see when he gets back. And uh, I will go to my next story, which involves Valerie Nachushkin. Um, he is uh, on the Avalanche. He's now entering the NHL Player Assistance Program and will miss an indefinite amount of time while he deals with his issues. Um, the player assistance program is basically for um, players to be able to reach out and get help for a specific, um, you know, whether it be substance issues, depression, anxiety, things of that nature. Um, so he's obviously dealing with something. He is now the second as player to enter the program um, as Samuel Girard um, entered the program back in November for anxiety and alcohol abuse. Uh, Valerie Nachushkin is having a really good year this year. He's got 22 goals and 20 assists in 40 games, and he is currently sitting two games from playing in his 500th game. So hopefully he gets back soon. Um, it is nice that the NHL allows the guys to have um, something like that that they can go to and get the help they need uh, because I feel like a lot of these guys do turn to alcohol and stuff like that and pills to deal mm -hmm. with uh, all the stuff they're going through. So it's good to see the NHL being on the forefront of getting these guys into programs to help them yeah, before awesome. things go sour. Yeah, so that's the right move to make. Yeah, do you got anything else for the NHL? Chat? I think that's all I got for the NHL. That's all you got, really. Yep. Well, then let's move into college sports, uh, which we're doing an all-encompassing college sports thing right now, but we're still going to listen to a little bit of um, this. this one right here. Jack! Jack. One of the best college Red teams 18. in history. The, <laughs> was it the Needle Louisiana dick. Tech? Needle my dog. Dick. Dick. Yeah, my dog. <laughs> That's a name. Southern Louisiana Tech. Yeah. <laughs> Your name is Needle Dick. Your name is Needle Dick. Well, we'll kick it off with college football yep. as uh, we had a little bit of a coaching carousel happen. Um, we mentioned last week that uh, Nick Saban. Uh, retires, steps down, whatever you want to call it, resigns from Alabama, and Kalen DeBoer, former now former Washington coach, who just recently played in the uh, college football championship, is now hired by Alabama. He will be taking over for Nick Saban. We will see how he does, and then just as soon as he is hired. Uh, and leaves Arizona's Jed Fish now replaces Kalen DeBoer in Washington. So 
quite uh, the things, promotion. Things happen quickly. So yes, they do. Um, yeah, we'll see what happens there. Uh, there's going to be a lot more the college football. There's so many just changes by coaches and and OCs and DCs. They all just move around yeah. constantly. So. It's pretty wild how when like a big position like that opens up too, it allows coaches that just want to raise had to really have some leverage because Steve Sarkeesian at Texas signed an extension because he could have been like, I'm going to go interview for this job. And Texas was like, Oh no, we'll pay you more money. Same thing with uh, Lance Leipold for KU. Um, yeah. Once the Washington job became available, he was a great candidate. He took KU and has turned that team into a competitor and he signed an extension. So yeah, that's what happens when the, these coaching changes move in college is play. The coaches are like, uh, I'll stay here, but I want to race. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, you know, money talks. So sure does. Um, well, you had a couple things in the, um, college, college basketball. basketball. Yep. All right. Last week we had a bunch of upsets. Uh, my KU Jayhawks fell Houston, Fell and then Purdue also fell to Nebraska. Uh, there was a few others, uh, Tennessee, and I can't remember the other ones, but yeah, there was like at least five or six in the top ten that fell. Oh yeah, that was that night we were talking. Like everybody lost, everybody lost, <laughs> yeah. and then a few a few days later, like it just kept happening. Yeah. Um. But UConn is now the UConn who um are the reigning champs take the number one spot as multiple teams get upset last week. Then Gonzaga, I just want to mention this cause this is crazy. We've always seen them at the top. They fall out of the top 25 for the first time since 2016. That's pretty wild. Yeah. Really crazy. Um, I did have one thing to mention in, uh, NCAA women's basketball that I just wanted to shout out real quick. Um, should, CU Buffs women's basketball jumps to number three in the latest AP Top 25. Poll. Number three, man. Yeah, that is so crazy. Pretty wild for them. So, yep. Uh, we'll yeah, see good for them. That's how, awesome. Uh, that shakes out for them, especially when it comes down to the women's final four. So. Yeah. I'll definitely be paying attention to them. You better, dude. Deion Sanders' daughter's on that team. Yeah, I don't know what she's doing, though. I, don't, she, I haven't seen too much about I her. I think she's think. a freshman. She's just kind of riding the bench for now, uh, but. Pretty cool that they're at number three. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's now three, four. Uh, what else you got? Is that it? Yeah, that's it. But the Avs right. scored one, so now it's only three, four. Nice. Yeah, the good thing is uh, they're really good at scoring goals, so they're always right there. Yeah. Oh, I forgot. We didn't really go down the NHL. Oh. Let's see. I can switch. Uh, just the standings real quick. I skipped over it. We jumped right into college football. Um, so we'll just talk about each team leading the division. The Boston Bruins uh, are leading the Atlantic Division. 26 wins, 8 losses, 9 overtime losses for a total of 61 points. Uh, in the Metropolitan Division, you have the New York Rangers. Uh, 27 wins, 13 losses, 2 overtime losses for a grand total of 56 points. Uh, the Central Division, that's where the Avalanche are. Um, they... Uh, are directly behind the Winnipeg Jets who have 28 losses or 28 wins, 10 losses, four overtime losses uh, for 60 points. Uh, the Avalanche are one point behind with 59. Uh, in the Pacific Division, we have the Vancouver Canucks, uh, 29 wins, 11 losses, four overtime losses, and 62 
points. Sorry about that, guys. I got excited about the college football and all the cool things happening there. I jumped right over it. What do we got happening, Chad? Oh, my 73, God. 73, 76. Down. Told you we were almost going to hit 80, man. They damn near did. Yeah. Uh, Philly still could. If we just like, complacent. Oh, what was that? Oh, that's a bunch of bullshit. He heard him. Damn you, Kelly Oubre. You're stupid looking. You son shoes. of a gun. Uh, well, in that case, then it is time to get into the UFC. Let's do it. Hit me some Mills Lane. Let's do it. Let's get it on. All right. Let's get it on. And we're going to get it on this Saturday. Not me and Chris. Sean we Strickland. might. You never know. Things get weird. Hey, man. Man, is that a sound? Yeah, <laughs> just come on over. <laughs> um, but Sean Strickland will get it on with Drykus Duplessis. All right. This is Sean Strickland. And they're going to get it on uh, Canada, too. I'm just going to keep saying get it on because it makes it weird. <laughs> yeah, like getting it. it on. They're getting it on. Let's get, get it, it on. on. That's what I was thinking, too. Uh, it's basically a coin flip right now. We got uh, Sean Strickland at minus 130 odds and then plus 110 for Dreykus. A lot of bad beef here because when the press conference for this fight announcement came out. Strickland said he's going to stab him. Uh, DTP had said that he was bringing up some childhood trauma that Sean Strickland had admitted a while back. And, yeah, it's good. It, man, we just ended 78 at halftime. Oh, that damn, 78-78. Damn, we came back. That is crazy. All right, but, yeah, Sean Strickland, if nobody knows, this is a very um, controversial, crass figure. I talked about the same thing whenever we covered the Izzy fight. But in that fight, that is one of the biggest upsets in UFC history where, I mean, he just completely dismantled Israel Adesanya. The old Philly shell came to life there. Yeah, that Philly shell is really one hell of a boxing technique for Mm -hmm. him because he never gets hit. And Dreykus is a big dude. Um I think it's a guy that could really give Sean some problems. But like I was alluding to earlier, a lot of that bad beef, it can always lead to someone being really angry and coming out there and performing right off the bat or getting in their head and then they're a little distracted and not being as focused as they need. Yeah. Uh, should mention Dreykus comes from South Africa. And yeah, this fight will take place at 8 p.m. Mountain Time Saturday night. Um, it's a it's a toss up, man. Like the odds say, it's it's uh, just really close. But I think I'm gonna take Strickland on this. He's bulked up a little bit since his last fight. I really want him to lose. I'm praying that I'm wrong. Don't like the guy too much. I think he is good for the yeah. sport, but you always got to have that villain guy. You got to, and he and plays the asshole really well. And he's better than Colby Covington, at least. Yeah, <laughs> I will take his shit. I mean, I, all the shit he says is wild and totally. Sometimes insane, stupid, just but, dumb. But when Sean and Colby were going, it doesn't at it, seem like it's a total act. It seems like he's just that. Yeah, way. Sean really Col- is. Colby that way. Covington just seems like he's full of shit. Yeah, like a WWE idiot. character. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. literally just a WWE. That's character, what he is. Especially when he was wearing that suit last uh, fight. Oh yeah, that was so dumb. The bedazzled suit. Yeah, but yeah, you never want to miss these uh, pay per views. They're always really good. But this one, this um, one doesn't. Look... It's not jumping off the page. Chris Curtis. Um, yeah, that's a good one. That's a good one versus Mark Andre Barriot. Barriot. That fight right before this one to kick off the main card. I am pretty excited about Arnold oh, Allen. Good Pen- fighter oh. uh, against Mov Sar 
Evolve. Ev- Evlyov. I don't know how to pronounce Evlyov. that guy's name, but I, I've, been, I've seen Arnold Allen fight. Uh, he got his ass whooped by Max Holloway, one of my favorite fighters, but he, he is a good fighter. Um, and then in the co-main event, we have Raquel Pennington versus Myra Bueno Silva. And Silva's actually the favorite at minus 166. She's the number three ranked bantamweight uh, fighter, and then Raquel's number two. So I, I did see something where, like, this is the first time we will have a bantamweight title bout for women's without Nunes in there since, like, 2014 or 15 That's or crazy. That's just nuts. Yeah, uh, Silva's coming in on a three-fight win streak, so. Yeah. Um, She's yeah. Brazilian. It's hard not to pick, uh, you know, it's it's hard to pick against Brazilians. Eight wins by submission, first or seven first round finishes. So um, wow. she is quite the um, wrestler. So, and I'm not sure Pennington's age, but I know she's kind of uh, up there as far as like fighter age goes. Not as far as women, you know, anybody can do that. But yeah, it's just uh, something where I think, you know, when it comes to the women's fights, I notice the the younger ones seem to, you know, and then that happens with the guys too. But I mean, a lot of times with the guys, the the younger fighters, they, they you don't have the Tom Brady's in there too much. Uh, and, she's your age, yeah, but dude, that's that's what yeah, I'm no. saying. It's fighter. Age. It's always about. I just kind of realized this, and this is kind of a sad thing when you hit that point of age where you're like, oh, they're, they're washed up, old. they're done, and then you're like, oh, they're my, oh, age. they're three years younger yeah. than I am. Fuck. Yeah. But in the UFC, for a fighter, <laughs> 36 is kind of getting yeah. up there. <clears throat> so, but yeah, but that is that definitely makes me feel pretty. Um, good. one thing we should talk about, which just dropped right before we oh, got good on. Call. Oh man! Speaking this is, of Max Holloway, thank you for reminding me. Take it away. Yeah, just right before we started recording, I did uh, tweet. I think it was actually my personal account, but I'll try to switch. Um, Dana White. <coughs> Excuse me. Announced for UFC 300, two more fights, Jim Miller versus Bobby Green. Two complete veterans in the game. I'm not sure how many fights total they have in the UFC, but I'm really sure it's like probably over 50 or 60 for both of them. Jim Miller's been in the game for a long time. Same with Bobby Green. Bobby Green's coming off of a fight where he just completely kicked the hell out of Tony Ferguson a while back. And this is... Super exciting because these guys deserve this. Deserve this. They've been in the UFC for a long time. Been, you know, great fighters to watch. Always giving a good show. Jim Miller just choked out uh, this guy last weekend on the fight night, actually. Yeah. And um, the other one that gets me super pumped. It's two of my favorite top five fighters: Justin Gaethje coming from Colorado here, and Max Holloway from Hawaii for the BMF title. Yeah. It's going to be a great fight. It's going to be amazing. These are two guys. Two of the best boxing brawlers in the UFC. I've seen every one of their fights. They've never put on a boring fight. Not once. Um, I just watched uh, clips. uh, Well, it was a clip of that Holloway fight when he was just dismantling that dude. And then he turns and he's yelling at somebody. And he's like, I'm the best fucking boxer. I think it was that Leonard Allen. And he goes, boom, and socks him. And he's not even looking at him. It was was like, damn. Coolest shit ever. That is hardcore. And that guy's like trying to fight him. And he's not even looking at him. Just beating him. 
him up still. It's like, he's like in Matrix Holy mode, shit, man. Dude. Anderson Silva level where he's just juking him. He's talking to the people in the crowd. He goes, I'm the best boxer in the world. Not even looking at him, juking him. Like, seriously, yeah. in the Matrix, man. Max he's not Holloway. even looking and connects with a straight right that was so hard. I was oh, like, man. oh, my I'm God. I'm pretty sure that was the Arnold <laughs> Allen fight because Allen had really been coming up, and this was thought to be like a tough match for Max. But, like, Max's striking is just levels upon it. At levels above anybody else. Then him going up against Justin Gaethje, where he's a guy that just brings just the brawl, just the fight every single time. Yeah. I mean, nobody cuts out of a fight with Justin Gaethje with a clean face. So, I mean, this this is looking to be probably my favorite fight of UFC 300 so far, honestly. Yeah, and it should be a good one. But um, is I that think it? that's it. Yeah. All right. And tune in, guys. We'll be recapping a little bit next week. Yes, indeed. Uh, we are at that point, though. We're going to take a quick break break if you are watching the live stream you will be seeing uh just a screen telling you we'll be back and you'll be hearing our uh intro music over and over again but if you're watching or listening after the fact you will be hearing flight kamikaze as they are the musical break guest all this month long and the name of this song is casual not comfortable um so make sure to give them a like and a follow and uh, we will be just heard Flight Kamikaze. The name of that song was Casual Not Comfortable. If you haven't yet, please go and give them a like and follow on all things streaming wherever you get your music and uh, make sure to give them a shout out if you like what they're doing because that's what we can only hope for from playing all these bands is that you guys at least like it and then their fans like us and so on and so forth and then we just create a great little community for everybody. That's right. If you like the song, just give it a quick little type in on Spotify or whatever you listen to your music on and enjoy the rest of it because you'll probably like the rest of the music.
Yeah, definitely. Um, so we are back. Um, it is time for us to get into the NFL deep dives. Um, what do you want to hear, Chad, for the deep dives? Is there one you haven't heard in a bit? Mm, surprise me. I can't okay. think of Okay, all right. Well, I'll surprise you. I was hoping you'd have an idea, but we'll go with... Uh, we got a lot of options. Uh, we need to get a few more. You get it, you get it, you like it. So violent. So violent indeed. Well, the first game of the wild card round, um, as the NFL likes to call it, Super Wild Card Weekend. Super. Yeah, it's not just Wild Card Weekend, it's Super. And it was jam packed full of football. We had six football games this weekend. Uh, two on Saturday, two on Sunday. It was supposed to be three on Sunday. Yep. Had a little bit of an issue there with the Bills. The weather threw that the weather off. threw that for a loop. Uh, and uh, the Bills got moved to Monday where we then had two games. So yep. it was a weird day on Monday, uh, 2.30. There was football. Yeah. So that was exciting. Yep, watching it at work. at work. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, but, uh, Saturday kicked off with uh, the Browns at Texans. Yeah, and uh, boy... Damn. Did we not see this one playing out the way it happened? Nope. Uh, the Browns shocked me, man. Like, I really thought they would come through there, and the experience from Joe Flacco would come through. We're good. That was some AMD software stuff. Oh, damn. That's scary. Sorry, we always that get worried when me. noises happen, and uh, we think that things just broke, but we're good. Sweet. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, where were you at there? Sorry. So, Stroud just goes crazy, man. Um, he throws for uh, 267, wasn't it? And 274, 274, three touchdowns. Exact same stat line as Jordan Love. Uh, yeah, Jordan Love, two uh, yards less, 272. <laughs> uh, both of them go 16 of 21. Yep. Well, Joe Flacco did not keep that hot streak going. He did keep the streak going of interceptions with two interceptions, only one TD, threw for 307 yards. But those two interceptions were so costly because they were both pick sixes. Uh, yeah, two pick sixes, one by Steven Nelson, the other by Christian Harris. Um, so, yeah, those were just huge in terms of, of putting them out of the game. Um, Stroud does become the youngest QB to win a playoff game. He beats out Michael Vick. Um, he did throw those three touchdowns, one to Nico Collins of 15 yards, one 76 yards to Brevin Jordan, and then a 37-yard touchdown to Dalton Schultz. Um, this was also the worst playoff loss for the Browns since the 34 to nothing loss to the Baltimore Colts. Courts, the Baltimore Colts in 1968, um, as they lose 45 to 14 to the Browns. So, yeah, this was a rough one to watch because I mean it. I don't know. It was like uh, let's see, 24 to 14 at half. And then the Texans just kept it going. I mean, Nico Collins with 96 yards. Then they even got in someone that we've kind of forgot about because he went through some medical issues his first rookie season. But John Mechie came in there and had a good game. Had three catches for 44 yards. Um, Then Dalton Schultz caught a touchdown. Brevin Jordan had that long 76-yard touchdown. Yep. I mean, they were just doing whatever they wanted against the, the number one defense in the Browns. The scoring yards defense, I guess. Yeah, and uh, just to give you a little you know, insight into that, as Miles Garrett, one of the best um, 
defensive players in the league right now. Uh, Laramie Tunsil versus Miles Garrett this Miles Garrett this season. Twenty pass blocking snaps, two pressures allowed, zero sacks allowed. Yeah. So um, he's shut down one of the best players, uh, and yeah, he. I don't think Miles Garrett did anything in Not this at game. All. Nope. Um, he. I think. Let me see here. Where is he, man? He is going to town on that, <laughs> that rubber ball. <laughs> uh, yeah, he got zero tackles for or yeah, zero tackles for loss. Um, what else did he have here? Um, zero sacks, two solo tackles. Um, but um, yeah, what are you gonna do? Well, All right. We also got the Browns. You know. Just giving it up to the Texans. I mean, they gave that game away, and now we got the Texans going to Baltimore, the number one seed. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that's going to be a tough one. Lamar, also, another huge test defensively. Very big. I mean, I was just going to get to that. Lamar said earlier today in a press conference that he feels super confident in their offense going into Sunday. Yeah, I mean, they've had a few little dips and dives, but in terms of coming into the playoffs, they've been playing pretty well. Yeah. Uh, in terms of not just being a running game strictly, but, I mean, Lamar has been dicing some people up. Yeah, shredding people. Too, so. Now they get Mark Andrews back. Isaiah Likely's already been looking good. So, I mean, this, this game, I, it's just crazy to think that, like, I – I don't know. I just didn't see this happening at the beginning of the year with the Texans taking on the number one seed, you know, and and the Texans are number four in the seeding. It's just I think that the Ravens will probably come out on top, but I could see the Texans being able to score 17 points maybe. Yeah. yeah. I mean, who knows? Uh, the Texans also no slouches on defense, so it's also going to be a test for Lamar and the Ravens. So. All right. Yeah. Um, yeah, all we can do is wait and see, unfortunately. It should be good. Then they <laughs> play Saturday. Um, I think they're the first game. Yeah, like 2.30, I think, right? Um, let me tell you in just a second. This is good podcasting. Yeah. I, I um, okay, so... Um, Saturday, Green Bay, San Fran, uh, that's the 815 game, uh, Texans, Baltimore, the 430 game. Yep. Yeah. So 230 here. Yep. 230. So. Okay. Um, oh, in terms of injuries though, um, Houston does take a huge hit as Noah Brown, um, leaves that game with a shoulder injury in the first quarter. He has been put on IR, so they will not have him for the foreseeable future. And they're um, already without Tank Dell, too. So. Yeah, so, uh, but they do still have plenty of options there as they continue to just um, to have every wide receiver just produce for them this year, it yeah, seems like. It doesn't so. seem to matter who's in there. John uh, Mechie, yeah, he's good. Yeah, um, Denzel Perryman, uh, he had a rib injury. He will be playing in the divisional round, though, so uh, good news for them on the defensive side of things. That's good. Uh, let us move into Mr. Chad's Chiefs. Yeah. Yeah. As the number three Chiefs beat the Dolphins, the number six Dolphins, 26 to seven Saturday night in one of the coldest games in NFL history. Fourth coldest, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. It was uh, wild to see 
some of the stuff that was happening. Yeah. You had water bottles freezing as you pulled them out of the the fridges. Beer People were opening up. beers and they were exploding and freezing instantly. Yeah. It was it was frigid. <laughs> Patrick Mahomes helmets exploding. Yeah, shattered. <laughs> <laughs> it was nuts, but uh yeah, I don't I don't think Miami was equipped to handle this game. They they seemed really cold. Uh they were only able to convert one third down and I think that was in the fourth quarter. They went one for twelve for third down. Yeah. Um, yeah, they held Raheem Mostert, who led the league in touchdowns this year, to 33 yards, no touchdowns. I think the story of this game is the defense. Um, they, I mean, held the high-scoring Miami offense that put up 70 on Denver to seven points in the playoffs. You see that, people? He had to throw that in there. It wasn't necessary, but he had to throw that in there. It just uh, it seemed kind of relevant <laughs> yeah, to me. Yeah. Sevens. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the NFL's second-ranked defense made Tua look like Tebow out there. Um, and like you said, the Chiefs seemed unaffected by the cold, and the Dolphins were completely out of sorts. Um, I brought it up in our little text chain we had. Um, that... Dolphins offense is just so predicated on timing. Mm -hmm. If two is not hitting his third step and launching that ball to where it needs to be, that offense is not working. Yeah. Um, and you just saw someone like Mahomes who's able to make plays, um, just off schedule and, you know, take advantage of teams when things break down. And Tua could not do that. No. Tua was uh, just, he looked terrible. Rattled. Yeah. He looked it, like he didn't know how to play football. I can't remember the exact numbers, but they were talking about it in the preview where, you know, he's the best quarterback when it comes to getting the ball out fast at like 2.4 seconds or something like that. And he's got the highest completion percentage when he does that. But if you make him hold the ball to 2.5 seconds, that's a whole nother ball game. Like, and then it, he just, he declines drastically. Every, everything falls apart. And to me, you know, we talk about, you know, Brock Purdy's really criticized a lot for just being a system quarterback and just yeah. doing what Kyle Shanahan sets up for him. But I think more than anything, we see that from Tua because if sh shit breaks down, he's not able to improvise. Yeah. 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 Um, I also want to mention for the uh, Chiefs, Rasheed Rice has officially arrived uh, eight receptions, 130 yards. He has been kind of, you know, coming to the forefront in terms of just any wide receiver for the Chiefs as um, everybody has just not been able to catch the football this year. Kadarius Tony was a healthy scratch. Well, I don't know if he's healthy. No, he, he was, was. He was he a was, scratch. He was inactive. I think it's a hip injury that yeah, he's dealing with, but I hip. was not mad about him it's not playing. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah. But uh, Rasheed Rice, 130 yards, almost has as many receiving yards as the entire Dolphins receiving core, who had a total of 163. Um, another huge bonus for the Chiefs as it comes at the best time, which is the playoffs. Isaiah Pacheco is running with a vengeance. That yep. guy, uh, he runs angry. He does. Um, it's nice to see. You don't see that much anymore. Uh, he hits holes looking to punish people. Uh, he gets 89 yards and a score. And then Mr. Harrison Buttkicker, four field goals for the Chiefs. Um, and also the Dolphins now hold the longest playoff win drought at 23 years. Yeah, and I think... I know that's in football, but I know that's like maybe second in all of North American sports, too. Uh, I wonder then if the uh, Lions were first then. I, that's why they just became. Yeah, I think that's why because of that. But uh, yeah, it's well, something happened here. 
You got hit in the head. Oh no! They're now they're mugging Jokic. This is ridiculous. Dude. They already tried to keep him on the plane for six hours. Throw him beat out. Let's see what happened. Oh my god! Oh, they he bumped. Heads. He murdered him. The two. Oh, it wasn't Embiid that he bumped. It was somebody yeah, else. I think it was the other guy. Yep. All right. Uh, anyway, but, sorry. Yep. The Chiefs handle business. Yeah, they you know just completely stifled that offense. I think it was like a total. Um, the Chiefs put up like 380 yards offense. Hold on, we almost got that up here. Um, yeah, the Dolphins had 264 yards offense to 409 for the Chiefs. And I a lot of that, like you said, falls on Pacheco. Him being able to run the ball like he does. Like, we didn't have him in the last Bills game. We didn't have Donovan Smith in the last Bills game. Nick Bolton was just coming yeah. off of a wrist injury. So I think this is going to be big because uh, I will now mention we will be taking on the Bills Sunday at 4.30, and we will be going to Buffalo for Patrick's first the revenge game. road game. Yeah, his first road game in 15 uh, playoff games, which is insane. Pretty crazy. Uh, also, oh, what? No, go ahead. I was just going to mention how many uh, playoff wins he's surpassed, the people. The people? Yeah. Um, what I wanted to mention was the Dolphins now have 11 straight losses when it's below 40 degrees. Oh, nice. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. they don't like the cold. That's weather. what we were talking about at work. It's like, man, that's what I love about football is the elements play a big part in it. And you got to be maybe like what they should do instead of doing their training camp in Miami where it's nice. They got beaches right there. They're all having a good time. They go to Antarctica. They go to like Alaska or something <laughs> yeah. like that. That's what they need to do, man. Like, guys, we got to start winning in the cold. They train man. on Everest. Like newsflash, football goes into January. Yeah. But um, yeah, I just wanted to mention with that win, that puts Patrick Mahomes now past Aaron Rodgers, uh, Russell Wilson, and Troy Aitman. For the most playoff wins in NFL mm, history, nice. yeah, yeah. he's going to keep racking them up. So, um, injuries in terms of that in terms of that game, Derek Nadi, is that how you say his name? Yeah, uh, elbow was unable to return. I tried seeing what his status was, couldn't find anything. Yeah, I'm not sure. When I see the injuries on GameCast, they don't really give an update on it, but. Um, yeah, as far as I know, that was the only one that I could think of. Damn. They need to get some offense going here, man. Down by five. Five minutes left to go in third. But let's move on to the Sunday games. All right, let's do it. Um, starting with the number seven Packers uh, taking on the number two Cowboys and just uh, demolishing them 48 to 32. The score uh, is a lie. Yeah. <laughs> the score is a lie. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Don't pay attention to the score. It was not that close. Uh, I believe it was 48 6. No, 48. No, it wasn't. It was, uh, they were beating their ass going into the fourth quarter. Yeah, they yeah. were. Um, I think they were. Wasn't it like 20 to 48 or something like that? Or no. Um, what was it? Oh, it was 24. They were down. Let's see. Going into the fourth quarter, it was 41 
to 16. That's okay, a, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was 41 say, was like to 16. 16 and then Dallas just scored a couple garbage time touchdowns, threw them to Jake Ferguson, which was nice. Nice for you. Yeah, yep, good thing for you. But um, but yeah, Aaron Jones goes off uh, for three touchdowns. Jordan Love throws for three more, and Darnell Savage returns an interception for 64 yards and a touchdown. Um, so yeah. yeah, Jordan Love is we were talking about at work the other day how crazy is it that the green bay packers fall into what possibly right now anyways is looking like another franchise quarterback dude it's insane like yeah. how are they that lucky we're just like one after another i mean it, it makes a difference where he's like he spent two maybe three years behind rogers i think it was and he gets to see how this guy played and i see a lot of similarities there but, I mean, you see where, like, there was one um, that they brought up uh, Sunday that – I think it was Romo that was calling this game, maybe. Yeah, I think it was. Um, well, they just, like, he didn't have any feet on the ground. You know, he's throwing off his back foot, making these, like, erratic throws, but completely, you know, throwing a dart on him. I mean, it, to Romeo Dobbs, 151 yards – yeah, the weapons on this Packers team. Yeah, it was a career day for Dobbs, who uh, just a week ago was hospitalized for a chest injury. So Jesus, yeah, wow, yeah. And Dak throws two interceptions. Um, he was looking like he didn't know who the hell he was throwing to. Um, they were all out of sorts. Him and Ceedee Lamb, who've literally been on the same page for this entire season, almost. Yeah, Ceedee looked like they'd never played football together. Yeah, it's crazy when he sets the franchise record for like two different stats for the Cowboys. I think like maybe yardage for a wide receiver, definitely receptions. He had like a hundred and thirty some receptions this year, and then. Goes out there and they are completely not on the same page. Yeah, and then the other big thing is just the absolute failure of their defense, who has been a strong point for the majority of the year. And then you look at um, Micah Parsons, zero sacks, zero tackles for loss, zero pressures, zero pressures. Yeah, um, Deron Bland, he had some tackles, but yeah, he wasn't effective like he has been getting turnovers. Yep. Um, but yeah, the Cowboys are the paper tiger for sure of of the playoffs. I think we all kind of knew the Dolphins, um, especially with the amount of injuries the Dolphins had yeah, on had the defensive of side of things. Um, I, I mean, I still think they would have lost either way, but uh, they were a shell of the team they were. Here comes the the. I mean, even the Cowboys do. I mean, on the back end of the defense with. Um, Diggs being out and stuff like that. I mean, they obviously and Vander Esch being out. They are obviously missing some guys, but yep. their offense should have been enough to do this, especially against Green Bay. And man, the defense just falls off, yeah. and the offense falls apart. Well, and those interceptions were just so costly by Prescott, and that's what he was criticized for so much in the offseason. Came out and said, "Oh, we're gonna, I'm gonna knock those out. I'm gonna cut those down," and he did. During the regular season, he cut, the, I think, the interception in half almost, yeah. and throw through two costly ones here one a pick six and then one that put the Packers up like on the 20 I believe it was but yeah just insane to see these upsets like this um like we said with CJ Stroud and then another young buck with Jordan Love I mean I think we're looking at a new era of NFL QBs well yeah not to mention Green Bay is the youngest team in the NFL right now um so this is for years to come right now. They've got a bunch of guys on rookie contracts and uh, they're going to be able to build that team um, 
yeah, yeah, they're uh, going to be pretty good easily. For a while. So they're going to be good for a while. Uh, and uh, also, I think we'll talk about it too here in a bit. I think this is the first time that two um, teams in the same conference um, did they get? They both get bounced this week. Is there something yeah, like that? Yeah, the Eagles and the Cowboys. So there was something like that. But then also, the Dallas Cowboys now are the only team to ever go and have 12 or more wins in a season and never make it to the conference championship. Yeah, it's uh, now three, three years in a three row. Three years in a row they've had 12 and still not won. Well, yeah. you know, made it to the NFC championship. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I didn't see any major injuries for anybody, especially, I mean, for the Packers moving forward. Um, I didn't see any major injuries for them, so that's also a bonus for them That's as well. good. They're going to be taking on the number one seeded 49ers next week. That's going to be a really good game. I am very excited for that. That will yeah. be Saturday at 6.15, like Chris this mentioned will, earlier. This will be a huge test uh, for Love, as he's now going to be taking on uh, one of the best defenses in the NFC. So It is it is a good defense, but we've seen there's holes there. Yeah. You know, we've seen from the Baltimore game. We've seen from other ones where like they, you know, they, Baltimore they do. Baltimore did make them look uh, pedestrian. Yeah, they are vulnerable. So. Um, that one's really interesting and interesting to me too, because after we listen to the Playmakers podcast, Kyle Shanahan's going to be taking on his old buddy Matt Lafleur again in the playoffs. Yeah, like I don't know how many times, but it's got to be around four or five times they've met in the playoffs now. Yeah, uh, which is pretty crazy. Yep. Uh, why don't you take us into the next game, Chad? All right, the next game that was really exciting was. The one right after that <laughs> is the number three Lions taking on the number six Rams. Yep. And the Lions win in a nail biter twenty four to twenty three. This was the only good game of the weekend. It really was, yeah. honestly. <laughs> yep. Uh Matt Stafford got knocked out pretty much with we we saw a clip. Yeah, where- he was Literally unconscious for a, a good like full second, five, yeah, like a couple seconds. Yeah, but uh, and then his like hand got banged up, his ribs were a little banged up. Like he he was really getting hit, and he you know the Lions survived, come out on top. Uh, it was really shocking. The Rams were pushing towards the late in the game to get in field goal range. They were in Lions territory around the forty or so. And just elected to punt it, shockingly. Yeah, which was wild. Yeah. So, I mean, this was pretty amazing. It was cool to see Jared Goff and Matt Stafford after the game have a really class act, kind of like meeting. Um, But I really like Dan Campbell's um, reaction in the locker room after the game where he gave the game ball to Jared Goff and says, well, I guess you're good enough for fucking Detroit. Yeah. Yep. <clears throat> it was super cool. Also, Campbell's giant balls going for it, uh, not taking the kneel down approach. You're yeah. not happy what's happening. Oh, we're coming yeah. back. It's okay. Um, instead of kneeling it down at the end of the game and, you know, punting the ball back to one of the best uh, fourth quarter comeback quarterbacks of all time, in uh, Matt Stafford, they continue to throw the ball down the field and wind up just uh, running the clock out on them. Oh, yeah. They, so they just huge. completely ran the clock out of them. I mean, you know, we saw Jameer Gibbs have a good game. Puka Nakua, I, we got to mention him, even though they lost. I mean, this guy has arrived. Nine receptions, 181 yards, and one TD. But, yeah, it just wasn't quite enough. And Matt Stafford had a big game, too, with 367. But... Yeah, yeah Matt Stafford enough. still looks like he's an insanely good quarterback. Um, I don't know if there's ever been a trade that has worked out 
this well for both teams. I think I saw a stat too where it showed they're side by side and it's nearly identical. Yeah. Their win percentage. <clears throat> it's crazy. Uh, yeah. Usually somebody ends up getting the shit into the stick. And on this one, neither team has. Uh, Jared Goff gets the Lions their first playoff win in 32 years, as we mentioned earlier, breaking the longest cur- current playoff drought. Um, Williams and Gibbs. Uh, Gibbs is one of the, I think, the picks they got from the Rams, if I'm not mistaken. I Probably thought. so, yeah. Um, Williams and Gibbs both have rushing touchdowns. Amon St. Ra, uh, seven – Amon Ra St. Brown, sorry. Seven receptions, 110 yards. Um, yeah, and the Lions now move on. Yep, move on, and they will take the Bucks. Um, when would that be? Uh, Sunday, I think it is. Yeah, Sunday – uh, that is the PM. early game. Yeah, at 1 p.m. our time. On NBC. So, yeah, we'll get to that game here where last night we'll cover the game first and then we'll get to the Bucks game, the first game. Uh, this one won't take too long, but the Bills beat up on the Steelers. Uh, they jumped out to an early lead at 21-0. Then the Steelers started to come back after a blocked field goal. And then, yeah, the Bills just kind of – Ran away with it after that. Shakir had a touchdown where he nobody really wanted to tackle him. The, the, just the tackling on the Steelers side. <laughs> he just kept going. I was like, what the hell is happening, man? Why don't they touch him? Like, <laughs> yeah. They're just letting him go. <laughs> yeah, it was crazy. But, uh, I mean, Josh Allen was a hero in this game. He had this 56-yard touchdown, I think it was. And he I mean, hit him with the the hezzy slide. Did you see it? He almost looked like he was going to slide, and then that's when he split those two defenders. It was definitely a fake slide. I'm yeah. really shocked that they didn't call a flag for it. I don't. I, they don't have a rule for that in the NFL. I, I know thought. it's only in college. I thought. Yeah. Well, and you can do that in college too. No, after because uh, that's what Pickett did that made him all famous. I know, but after Pickett, they changed it. Oh, they did. Sure, they did. Oh. Yeah. I didn't know because um, I know. I think there was a game I was watching last year where a quarterback got called for it. Oh, maybe. Yeah. But, yeah, they need to change in the NFL because, I mean, they definitely made the linebackers hesitate, and there were certainly a few other calls that really benefited the Well, Bills and then they game. said that uh, later in the game when he slid and that guy hit him, he's like, well, what are you supposed to do? We don't know if he's actually going to exactly. slide or not. Yeah. So, like, we have to kind of hit him. Uh, but, yeah. Uh, <clears throat> my my hunch is the NFL really wants the Bills in the Super Bowl. They have such a big fan base. Um, they – generate so much money we'll be talking about their fan base a little bit later speaking yes. of which uh, and i mean they you know they won this game outright i'm not saying they won the game because of the refs but um at the end of the game where the steelers were trying to come back george pickens was clearly held egregiously i mean where his jersey was pulled down almost to yeah. his feet and they didn't call a holding call, and it was on like a fourth and three that pretty much ended their hopes of trying to come back. And afterwards, George Pickens came out and said, oh, I guess when you play the Bills, you got to beat the refs too, something like that. Yeah, he's like, it's hard to win when you're playing the refs and the Bills. Yeah, it's it's a tough thing to say when he was the guy that had the early fumble that led to an early lead for the Bills. But, I mean, there were a lot of, a lot of iffy calls in that game. Yeah, um, but... You know, what are you gonna do? We can our every game this year, any yep. game, you could say the refs are screwing it up and we all know they are, but it just is what it is at this point. Yep. Um but yeah, like you mentioned, um Josh Allen was the <coughs> um 
the MVP of this game, if you will, with his three touchdown passes. And then, like Chad mentioned, it was a franchise playoff record 52-yard touchdown run. Um, I also think it was the longest run in a playoff game since um, Colin Kaepernick. Yep, yeah, that's what I heard uh, them say. So, I think his was pretty like 57 wild. or 58. Yeah, he, like it, his was longer. but and it, I didn't realize he was like 2012. It's so crazy. Yeah. That was over 10 years ago. A long time ago, man. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, the Bills advance, and they will be hosting my Chiefs next week. Yeah, that's probably going to be the best game of the week. We should mention, though, too, they lost a lot of players in that game. Oh, yeah. Let me uh, give you a rundown of what happened in that game for them. Uh Bernard was ruled out after twisting his right ankle. Starting nickelback Taron Johnson did not return after being evaluated for concussion. They were also beginning the game without Rasul Douglas with a knee and linebacker Terrell Dotson with a shoulder. Um, so, yeah, they have a lot of people that were injured in that game. Yeah, quite a bit. And so They were already depleted a lot of people, that guys had been hurt early in the season, so they'll really be trying to play the next man up strategy next week. Yes, indeed. Yep. Well, let's move into the final game, Chad. Yep. All um, right. The Bucks and the Eagles. Yeah. Another upset. Yeah, huge upset. Yeah. Uh, as the Eagles have maybe one of the worst collapses we have seen in, in recent history as they start out the season 10-1 and one, uh, at one point. at Well, at that point in time, they were the odds-on favorite to win the Super Bowl, according to Vegas. Uh, Jalen Hurts was the odds-on favorite to win the MVP. And then they go on to lose six of the next seven. Yeah, They get the fifth seed after having the first seed for the majority of the year. And they take on the Buccaneers at home as the nine and eight Buccaneers get the first home game on wildcard weekend. Thanks to winning their division. Yeah. <laughs> and Baker Mayfield, uh, Mayfield throws for 337 yards and three touchdowns leading the Buccaneers to the 32 to nine win over the Eagles and putting the final nail in that terrible slide. Yeah. <laughs> horrible horrible i mean i think Aitman said it best in the game last night where he said this is a team that was defeated before coming into this game and that's why they they played defeated and it looked like it that was some of the worst tackling i have ever seen there was multiple plays that i can think of with tompkins david moore where bradbury yeah, <laughs> yeah bradbury got burned i mean the lack of effort on tackling was just atrocious i mean and it, somebody needs to be fired from this i mean it was just awful yeah and as you mentioned the poor tackling david moore scores on a 44 yard uh reception in the first quarter rookie trey palmer broke the game open with a 56 yard catch and run for a touchdown to put the bucks up 25 9 late in the third quarter and both of the receivers just ate up on the secondary that didn't want to tackle anybody or cover anybody nope. for that matter. Yeah. I mean, it, it was just an onslaught. Uh, I mean, the Eagles tried to make it a game in the third quarter. They made the Bucks punt three straight times, actually. Yeah. And then it just wasn't enough. Um, the Bucks got a safety on Jalen Hurts where he just looked lost. And after that, I think that broke him. Well, and honestly, I think what really broke him, too, was when they tried the tush push. And yep. they're like, 
nothing's working. They're what like, do we do? Oh, I forgot they have Vita Vea. <laughs> yeah, and dude, he played that perfectly. Yep. He shot underneath Jason and got lower than him, and, and they just stuffed him. It just pushes that pile up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Instead of going forward, it just stopped and went right up. Yep. Um, that was a big stop for him. But Mayfield, dude, I got to give this guy credit. We were talking about it. Dude's an ultimate gamer. We were yep. talking about him coming in. He's hitting the smell and salts. Getting pumped up. Getting pumped up. He's on his fourth team in less than two years. Uh, when he was on the uh, Panthers, they had him running scout team DN. I saw that, too. Yeah. So like, this guy went from fuck? a year and a half ago running scout team DN to now having won a playoff game. Uh, they've won... He's won two playoff games, hasn't he? Yeah, because when he was on the Browns, he beat the Steelers. Yeah. So, yeah, he has – he also – yeah, he has mm-hmm. the Browns' only one playoff yep. win in recent history. Yep, so. that's right. And they traded him away. And then look what he's doing for the Bucks. But, yeah, I mean, Godwin had a touchdown in this game. Mike Evans had a couple big tu- uh, big catches. Uh, Rashad White finished with 72 yards. They had a little trouble running the ball towards uh, until the end of the game where they were able to kind of just grind out the clock. On the Eagles side, Devontae Smith had a big game, eight receptions, 148 yards, but it never amounted to anything. Um, yeah, the Eagles were only able to get in the end zone once, and I think this is the beginning of watching maybe – the Eagles fall to the bottom of the NFC East because they have Lane Johnson, Fletcher Cox, Jason Kelsey, like we mentioned, just retired. Uh, yeah. I think there's another guy on that lane or on the, another guy on that line that's going to retire soon. I mean, it's. Well, and then you just got to talk about your normal 30% turnover every year of the roster. So, I mean, <laughs> that and possibly Nick Sirianni. Yeah, um, I mean, Nick Sirianni's talking a lot of shit this year. There's people that are saying the curse started when he beat the Chiefs and and then was going through the tunnel talking shit to the Chiefs fans. So I'm glad you brought um, this up. Thank you. Th- there was that. There was, uh, what, in Indianapolis when he won, and then he said that shit was for Frank Reich to the fans. Yep. Uh, he runs his mouth a lot, and then you have a decline like you just did, and now people are like, he's probably going to get fired. Um We'll see what happens. Fans are throwing popcorn at him. Yeah, that fan launch fan. Then that guy got in trouble. That <laughs> I was, was like, sweet. why you get just popcorn, man? Yeah, who cares? Yeah, whatever. Uh, but yeah, oh, fuck. It's all right. I think he deserves it. Hopefully, this will humble Nick Sirianni. Uh, it is sad to see Jason Kelsey go. He's a good dude, but yeah, I think we're going to be looking at a way different Eagles team next year. Yeah, uh, especially if they end up um, firing Sirianni and. Who knows who's going to wind up there? Because I do see, I mean, Jalen Hurts as being, uh, you know, an enticing prospect to go and coach. You know what I mean? Yeah, and I think he, I just think that he needs to get that dog in him. I think what we were talking about today with like Dallas Goddard kind of like getting on him. I think he was trying to, I could be wrong about this. I'm sure we'll get when the mic'd up comes out and stuff like that. But it just seemed like he was trying to get. Jalen over there to rally the troops and get some fire. Oh, I mean, he was just sitting there, like just sitting there, like quiet. Not it didn't. And even, even when he yelled at him, he was just like didn't even acknowledge it. I mean, you're <laughs> getting your ass beat. You would yeah. think you'd be upset. It doesn't look like he's bothered at all. Well, that, I mean, personal experience in terms of uh, the Broncos is a lot of guys had issues with that with Russell. It's like, dude, yeah. get fucking angry yep. and like. That's why I, I couldn't stand when people, I mean, show it, some emotions. Show when some they passion. got so pissed, they're like, oh my God, 
Patrick's throwing a temper tantrum. He's a crybaby and shit like that. It's like, no, he's mad that his wide receivers can't catch the fucking ball. Yeah. I would much rather have a quarterback over there slamming his helmet or getting mad rather than one that just sits there like Jalen Hurts. Like, okay, I just got paid a lot of money. All I need to do <laughs> is just get home and I'm going to use that money. Yeah. I don't, it's just so dumb. Like, these guys should be competitors. That's why I love, I will always say Michael Jordan's the GOAT because, I mean, not a lot of his teammates liked him. But they loved winning. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes yep. you got to just deal with an asshole. Exactly. <laughs> as yep. long as you keep winning, every, every, you know, you can be however you want. Case in point, guys. Yeah, indeed. Uh, well, that's it for the NFL deep dive of uh, the super wild card weekend. Um, so that does it. Yep. Uh, we're moving into the divisional round. And one more time, we'll give you a quick rundown of the schedule for this week. Let's do it. So Saturday, we have Houston Texans versus the Baltimore Ravens at 2.30 our time, 4.30 Eastern Standard. Uh, Saturday night, you have the Packers versus the 49ers. Uh, then the early game on Sunday is the Buccaneers versus the Lions. And the late game is the Chiefs versus the Bills. So uh, here we go. It's, it's getting down to it's the wire. It's good, man. Divisional round is my favorite round. It good, is the best. Some good games. Best, uh, best games. You know that was the, the game, the thirteenth second game with the Bills was a divisional game. Yep. So yeah. I think we're gonna get another classic. Everybody is saying like the most serendipitous thing would would be for it to go to overtime. <laughs> the Bills score the first drive, and then since they bitched, and now both teams get the ball. Chiefs go down, score, get the two-point conversion, and win the game. I would lose my <laughs> shit, man. I would lose my shit. Oh, my God. But, all right. Great. We have reached the end, and that means it is time for the Daily Dose of Excellence. So we are going to let the man, the myth, the legend himself, John Daly, grip it and rip it and hit it hard, man. I hit it hard, man. That is right. We hit it hard each and every week right here on Fringe Fanatics. And each and every week at the end of the show, we like to focus on something or someone or maybe an entity or a group of people like it is this week that uh, goes and shows some excellence. And um, this week, Chad's going to sit this one out um, as uh, it features the Bills Mafia. He doesn't want to... Just respectfully decline he doesn't want giving to, them their flowers. Yeah, he doesn't want to give them their flowers, pay them their dues this week, as it is a week they are fighting... Well, they're playing each other, so they're mortal enemies. Yeah. Regardless, I think it's badass what they did. We're giving them the DDOE because Bu uh, Buffalo was in a state of basically emergency. That's what the governor called it, where they had a travel ban... And they weren't able to get the snow out of the stadium, so they asked fans. <coughs> Take it over, Chris. Oh, sorry, Chad's, uh, Chad's coughing. Uh, yeah, so as we know, the game was supposed to be Sunday at 11 a.m., but there was a crazy lake effect storm. They were supposed to get like two feet of snow during the game. Um, they were planning on playing the game, but they eventually decided that that was stupid. Uh, they moved the game to Monday, and uh, the game ends up playing and the field looks pristine yep but uh the state the reason the field looks pristine and the reason the stands were even remotely 
able to be sat in was due to Bill's Mafia. They were paying people $20 an hour to go and shovel snow. And tickets to the game. And tickets to the game. Uh, if you went and shoveled snow, and these guys did from Sunday uh, night all the way through Monday in the afternoon. Uh, we posted on our story 40 minutes before the game, 40 minutes before kickoff. People are still out there digging out seats, um, trying to clear the pathways. Most people wound up still sitting in snow. I mean, there was so much snow they couldn't get all of it out. There was people just chilling in big yep. snowpack, you know, big piles sn- of snow. Some piles you of couldn't snow. even really see the seats. No, you couldn't. And then Bill's Mafia is out in the parking lot going crazy. I saw people jumping off of uh, where they piled up all the snow from snow removal, like 10-foot berms onto flaming tables, as Bill's Mafia does. They're always known for jumping through tables. Yep, that's and their they thing. jumping through flaming tables this week. But um, this one goes out to Bill's Mafia, man. Without them, this game probably wouldn't have happened as yeah. quickly as it did. Uh, and they just went above and beyond um, what a lot of people probably would do. I mean, you had guys out there shoveling snow with no shirts on, jumping down the snow conveyor tube and pushing the snow down with their half-naked bodies. So you these guys are insane. never hear about this, where fans were called in to remove the snow to try to make this happen. I just think, like... Regardless of what team it is, that that's a dedicated and loyal fan base, and Bills Mafia is has always been up there, some of the most loyal fans ever, and we got full a great example of that. Yeah, definitely. So this one goes out to Bills Mafia. Uh, you guys are awesome. Chad's gonna say you guys suck, and he hates you this week. I'll say it for him. I'll <laughs> save him the breath of saying it, but he hates you guys. Um, but uh, without you guys, we wouldn't have got that game, and it was a great game for Bills as they just uh, hammered um, the Steelers, who yep. shouldn't have really been there, but they were nonetheless. Yeah, so. That's right. No T.J. Watt. That's a way different Steelers team. <laughs> yeah, definitely. But that is going to do it for this episode of Fringe Fanatics. Uh, each and every week, we appreciate you guys tuning in and hanging out with us. As always, like, Thank share, you guys. subscribe, and follow us on all things social share media. Share the podcast. Yes, yeah, share it. Make sure to just tell a friend, man. That helps us so much. We need yeah. uh, more people on the ground spreading word. So do that for us. We'll greatly appreciate it. Chad Lee, I love you, buddy. Love you, buddy. We love you guys. Thanks, we'll guys, for tuning in. Next week. Toodles.